Welcome to the Service Department News Podcast, where we discuss all the latest news and developments from across the service department, apart hotel and extended stay sectors. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Service Department News Podcast. My name is Sarah Kirsch, a reporter for Service Department News. And today I am lucky enough to be joined by Lee Curtis, CEO of Reside Worldwide. Thank you so much for being with us here today, Lee. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Hey, Sarah. It's great to be here. Thanks for, for the uh, invite. And uh... You know, I CEO of uh, Reside Worldwide, been in the business about 20, 25 years, um, just finished a stint as chairman for CHPA as well. So, you know, have, have had a, a nice, a nice, long, uh, uh, deep career in this business. So it's exciting to be, uh, be on the call with you. Wonderful. Well, thank you. Um, just to get started, can you kind of define what Reside is today as a company and, and the evolution you've seen over the over the years? Yeah, so you know, for those those on the podcast that know me, uh, you know, I've been you know part of that industry for that 25 years. Ran Bridge Street for 15 years, came over here uh, into Seattle and and took over Aboda uh, as president in 2014. You know, and during that kind of evolution, I watched the industry evolve from you know what I would classify you know as single market providers into more globally scalable companies and you know I, I saw this this collision of traditional corporate housing and service apartments kind of blending with alternative accommodations and then the the, the other blend of of technology and as as the idea of reside formed you know three years ago it was about bringing all those elements together uh, and, and and creating a company that could deliver you know, a very deep, wide supply offering to enterprise clients globally. You know, and that's really, you know, as much as the foundation of Aboda, um, which which then became Reside, was focused on Seattle. And, and in Seattle, we focused on all of the blue chip companies that you've come to know and love uh, during the pandemic. Um, that, that, that was a single market focused. And all of these companies that we work with have global market needs and how do you bring those two things together and you know my my early career uh in the space saw the development of 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 one of the very first aggregation tools Mm -hmm. called easy source um over at bridge street but you know the reside mission was to take that and you know quadruple its power and reach and reside you know today really sits as a company that can deliver all styles of inventory, you know, as I say, deep and wide, cost point, quality point, uh, but all with it, with it, with a, with an umbrella of, of, uh, of, of, of technology delivery, uh, an umbrella of duty of care, uh, governance and compliance, all these other features that are super critical uh, for Fortune 500 companies uh, when they when they talk about working with with uh, with, with a supplier like us. So, you know, at the end of the day, our mission is, you know, it, it, it isn't fundamentally different than it might have been 2000 years ago, which is you want people to be comfortable where they stay. Right. So we're delivering comfort, but we're, we're enhancing it with knowledge, experience and technology. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, you did mention the pandemic a little bit and and over at Service Department News, we've <laughs> we've been talking to people in the industry and we've heard that the demand for business travel has kind of been picking up in the United States over the last two months. We're wondering, is that a trend you've also been seeing? And overall, uh, what has your company's experience been with people starting to travel again around the world? 
Yeah, you know, I, I'd, I'd probably reverse that answer to, you know, what, what we saw last year, which was fascinating, mm -hmm. is just a, is just a, is, is just kind of intellectual right. thought about, you know, when the world stopped, you would almost think that travel stopped, you know, right. and if you read the news, mm -hmm. right, you would believe that no, nobody was doing anything. And yeah. the fact of the matter was, there was a mission critical layer of travelers in this world that never stopped moving, right? And it mm -hmm. wasn't just nurses and doctors and first responders, it was technical people, it was retail people, it was every, every level of, of, of company out there had a group traveling. So what, you know, when this pandemic started last year, we were just hitting what we would call our summer growth curve and, and the curve stopped but it didn't drop. It was really fascinating, right? It, it, it kind of peaked. And then, mm -hmm. and then here in Seattle, it, it took a dip, but 360, which again, resides tech platform, you know, our aggregation mm -hmm. tool is, is called reside 360. It connects, you know, you know, over a million styles of inventory, you know, over you know, 900 suppliers through this tool to allow us to deliver this product that started to take off. So our business last year within 360 doubled as we went into, into placing clients around the world. Um, and it kind of offset what we were seeing locally in Seattle, which was, you know, Washington state was pretty locked down. Uh, right. You're in Florida where, you know, the pandemic mm -hmm. didn't actually exist, but here in Washington <laughs> state, it, yes. actually, it exists. So, uh, but so we saw that, right. So that was fascinating mm -hmm. to watch uh, the, the, the 360 um, platform really yeah. the adoption and the growth of that platform and then coming into this year we continued to, you know as different countries opened up as different municipalities changed their patterns we started to see the dial turn up incrementally you know throughout the United States and around the world uh, right. and then you know then here in Seattle it's just like the dam burst I mean it has been you know we, we literally can't yeah. grow fast enough to 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 meet all the needs although you know our our yeah. our, our tenure in seattle gives us a, a huge advantage we've been here for 30 years we we've been oh, wow. we've been the dominant uh corporate housing company here in seattle mm -hmm. for 30 years so we have we, we have our you know our methods to be able to do things that most others can't do so we've been able to keep up but it's been fascinating to watch how it turned on you know when we when we looked yeah. at how the year was going to grow we've looked at it kind of stepping up and what's really happened is the dam just burst and it's kind of come at once and you know we've deployed you know all of our assets here locally uh, to to accommodate that and you know just just kind of add a footnote to that one of the things that you might be hearing in some of your conversations is how there's compression with the supply chain out there so corporate housing providers service department providers having problem getting product um which is problem one which is right you know, getting apartments is mm -hmm. become harder than normal because you know there's a, there's there's a number of things affecting it one is people are staying in their apartments there's normally right. a there's normally a recycle right people mm -hmm. people leave apartments to go buy homes people leave apartments to go move well you know given what's happened with the pandemic and the cost of, of real estate here like particularly here in seattle people aren't leaving their apartments to go buy a home because they can't afford a home and if they could afford a home, they can't find a home. There's just, there's right. no home to buy. So that's mm -hmm. creating more compression in the existing apartments, which means, you know, it's harder to get in because people aren't leaving. 
Um, and yeah. then there's new builds that have come out of the ground that are harder to get to because they've been delayed. So you have this interesting, you know, apartment compression that hasn't always existed. Um, and then we have a new phenomena that's that, that I think probably by the end of the summer will be gone, but there's been a, a, a compression of actual delivery of goods, right? So FF right. and E, furniture and fixtures, mm -hmm. right? So some of the dominant um, uh, rental furniture companies in the space here in the United States have run out of furniture to rent. So even if wow. you can get an apartment, you can't get furniture. That's right? crazy. So that's yeah. a whole new phenomenon. That's and 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 they're and that's you know all the big ones um, have had that yeah. problem. They're waiting on containers. Some have been mm -hmm. waiting on containers for a year to come from China wow. and other places. Mm -hmm. Now for us, we combat that because we run our own furniture operation. Um, so we yeah. have aware. You know, we have sixty-five thousand square feet of furniture here locally that allows mm -hmm. us to actually deal with that problem but yeah. but if you look across the united states in particular the the entire industry is is battling for priority to get whatever's left you know it's almost like toilet paper you know like last shelf. year yeah. yeah it's essentially like toilet paper only it's rental furniture yeah um, so in that case do the apartments just lie vacant then the people if they can't fill the with furniture that's well they're not taking if they can't get furniture they're not taking them because got you know, it and they might cobble together i mean they're you know they will get creative um mm -hmm. you know they will get creative this industry is very uh resilient that way but you know you might yeah. find companies deciding hey i'm going to buy you know i'm going to buy my stuff from wayfair right or i'm going to wow. go yeah. i'm going to cobble it together somehow um mm -hmm. but when you do it at mass i mean we're opening up hundreds right now yeah you, you can't cobble together you either have a solution or you don't uh, what'll happen is, is that as you kind of hit your peak of, of, of in, uh, in unavailability of inventory of furniture, you're now going to have to go to alternative options. And again, resides, you know, when you go back to what reside does, you know, our, our, mm -hmm. our entire ethos is built upon finding alternative supply lines that aren't right. just down the middle corporate housing products. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that means our supply chain dips into, you know, vacation, uh, rentals and right. and other home rental sources and other you know student housing other things mm -hmm. that can solve a problem uh whether it's short term yeah. or long term so we will continue to push out and look for these options for our for our clients and guests you know even you know even to the extent that you start to use you know and you kind of surrogate yourself to the hotel right. chains you know some of the some of the hotel products will work in this environment because they because they're built to work in this environment they're not ideal but but they will work but they will work yeah i think it's it's really amazing to see how resilient and a company and an industry can be in a challenge as big as this last year so it's definitely hard to watch all the bad things that COVID brought but interesting to see the resilience of companies and how they were able to make solutions so that's really oh, yeah. interesting to see as well yeah, it's, been, it's been very Darwinian if you think about it, right? I mean, yeah. it really, you know, what, you know, and anytime I get on the call with a, a company that's, you know, still in business after this mm -hmm. last year, you know, I start with the congratulations because, you know, yeah. it was not easy. All of us had to do things we haven't thought of before or get creative or adjust our, our mindset toward right. the future. And not everybody could do that. Not everybody was prepared to do that. And if you're here now, you know, you've, you've kind of got through the gauntlet 
and um, sure. you, should, you should be in theory a better company today than you were a year ago definitely and i'm sure all companies that survived had to make lots of changes like we said and i was i was wondering do you see any changes or significant impacts lasting in your company once the pandemic starts to clear up like did you have to change anything that you think it is going to stay changed like did anything work better during the pandemic than than before yeah yeah, that's a great question. It's just ironic too, because today um, we're reopening our offices officially. Oh wow! Uh, we've been, Congratulations! We've been yeah, we've been partially opened uh, for because we have mission critical teams mm -hmm. here. Right. Um, we probably have thirty percent of our company showing up the whole time. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, Washington State finally opened up, so we followed suit. So you know, but you know, within that, you know, you know, from the office structure, yeah, there's some things that. You know, we just had this big conversation over the last couple of weeks is like, you know, we've had a, an entry point into the office that, uh, you know, keeps like when you come in, you have to, you know, fill out a, a questionnaire online right. and then you get, mm -hmm. you get your temperature checked. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're not healthy, you know, you don't have to have COVID, but you can, if you have anything, you're sent home or right. you're not supposed to come in. Well, that, you know, I know that seems like a small thing. That's a pretty big thing because yeah. pre COVID, you know, out here in Seattle from January through March, we'd always get a flu epidemic, you know, and we, we would, oh, at any really given really? time, you'd have 20% of the people sick or out of the office. Wow. Um, and last year, obviously, you know, even though the office was open, we had, you know, we had none of that. Uh, and I think we're going to keep that. I, you know, I, you know, that I think, I think, you know, as not just an industry, but I think as a global population, I think we finally have got, we finally have figured out that going to work sick is not smart, right? True. And, I, yeah. and I come from a generation, you know, as, as the tail end of the baby boomers where, you, you know, going to, going to work sick was a badge of honor, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you would tell war stories about how you had the flu, but you still went to work. And that's just not cool anymore. And I, and I think um, for a lot of reasons, I think it's bad habits. You know, it's a lot of things that we learned through this pandemic about health. You know, getting on an airplane sick right now now seems like the most selfish thing you could do to yeah. to people, right? Mm -hmm. and, I, and I'm telling you, I've done it. So you know, I've I've been hacking my brains out flying to the UK for a meeting, and I'm not going to anymore, right? And and I yeah. think that's gonna, and so I, I I say that in the context. I think that you know that, that at least in the short term. Because people go back to the mean. Everyone goes back to the mean at some point. Right. But in the short term, there's an opportunity for us to create new habits mm -hmm. that will keep us all safer and healthier going forward. So I think that's Definitely. something that that is beyond me and my company, right? But I yeah. think it's something that we're going to definitely embrace and adopt is just being smarter about our, the wellness and, and health of our population and being and looking forward at it and trying to deal with it. Um, I do think, um, you know, there are, coming out of COVID, a number of things happened, right? We had, uh, think about it, Airbnb, right? Exploded in their IPO yeah. at the end of the year, mm -hmm. right? So, and, and, you know, and I've always, you know, you know, I, I kind of stand apart from my industry and even probably the service apartment industry in the sense that mm -hmm. I embrace everything Airbnb is doing because it's, a, it's, okay. it's, it's highlighting to the mm -hmm. global population that there's an alternative to traditional hotels. That's really what it does okay. for me, right? It, and, yeah. it, and obviously it's got the world's attention. Um, its valuation is, is remarkable. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's, it, and, it, and it 
and it has opened up a style of travel that is what way more acceptable today than it was even 10 years ago or five years ago. And this pandemic yeah. brought a whole lot of people into the, into the, you know, quote unquote, you know, alternative universe. And I think it's that from that, from, from, from that vantage point, the opportunity is for companies like mine that have mm -hmm. developed a very specific style of alternative accommodation that's built for business. You know, our entire ethos is about delivering business products to enterprise businesses. And, mm -hmm. you know, that in my mind doesn't fit cleanly in the Airbnb box. They, they, they actually have to, they actually have a tug of war over it because you can't mm -hmm. be all things to the general world and still be the right thing for business. I think I see those two things as living in, in different circles. Mm -hmm. In my circle, much smaller, but yet very powerful. Um, and 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 I think you know. So so what I see is a, a, is is more interest in in a different style of travel, and a different style of of of, of you know uh, uh, travel procurement. You know yeah. where technology is kind of caught up with the desire. You know, and the right mm -hmm. technology will deliver the right product to these clients, and 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 I think that's going to continue to grow. I think you're going to continue to see more and more interest in these products uh, differently than you did before, and I think that's going to continue. Um, I think there's going to be more, you know, attention to duty of care uh, and mm -hmm. governance, and 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 you know, and and companies that can sort out how to deliver. A, a more a more conscientious product uh, to a client are going to do better. I think, you know, it's not just good enough to just give people choice. You know, right. uh, when we built 360, you know, choice was one of the pillars, but you know, peace of mind was a huge pillar of, right. of how we built the system in terms of how we deliver. You know, zip code based, address specific. Um, uh, safety measures through GeoSure, right? Or how we vet the supply chain through through global databases that ensure that when we put somebody into an apartment in Nigeria, you know that that particular provider meets all this all the stress tests that that would be required out of a company here in the U.S. Because mm -hmm. you know you can't work with people legally, and you can do it accidentally, but 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 you're not going to get a whole lot of forgiveness anymore, but you can't work with people that are on sanction lists that have, right. you know, that have, you know, bribery, have bribery issues, have all these other things that, that actually permeate in other parts of the world. And they're not as prevalent here, but they are here. So I, I think companies, I think, I think there's a higher level of interest in knowing who you're working with um, than there ever has been before. And I think that was, you yeah. know, that, that was accelerated because of COVID. I think they, you know, companies wanted to know that you were looking out for their employees, that you did all the steps necessary. You know, we rolled out Reside right to our global supply chain. That was a way that we managed the cleaning process and the, man yeah. the way that we managed, you know, those health and safety features because of COVID. Mm -hmm. But those things are going to, those things are the right things to stick as well. So I think yeah. those things, um, um, I think those things will live on. And I think there's, you're just going to see a much more active, you know, I, I, I hate to use the term uh, uh, leisure, which is a business leisure, but, but I, it, it's, a, it's a real one. So I think you have, to, I, I don't think you ignore that one. I think there's a whole group and I'm going to say in my category of age, and so don't, don't ask me my age, but it's old enough. <laughs> to, it's old enough to, 
to to understand that you you know you you can you can be, you can work and play together, mm -hmm. and that's a very and that's a very American thing. I spent enough time, you know, with George and the Europeans, mm -hmm. where that, that to them that's blasphemy, right? They go on holiday, <laughs> yes. Like like wait till George Sell goes on his holiday, you won't hear from him. <laughs> He'll go dark for like two weeks because that's what they do over there. And, and I yeah. and I. And I am, you know, I applaud them for their ability mm -hmm. to do that. You know, let's face it, the Americans, most of us aren't built that way, right? Oh, no, no. We go on, like for me, a vacation, you know, has an element of the morning that has a little bit of work involved. And it just, it just Definitely. gives me peace of mind to enjoy mm -hmm. my vacation. I know it's, that's twisted. Um, and the French go crazy if you tell them that story, but, <laughs> but it's a true story. But I, but I think that, but because you know, COVID allowed people to actually go. Hey, I, I lived down in a lake for two months and did my job. Mm -hmm. um, now they see the world differently, and I think you Definitely. might find. You know, I, I'd be. I would predict that you're going to find second home ownership to start to, in terms of peer usage, to go down. I think people right. might own them, but they're going to own them as part of investments, and they're going to use Got them it. to throw back out into the rental world. But I think you're going to find people popping around a lot more. Hey, I'm going to spend a, you know. I, I watched too much of yeah. Yellowstone during the pandemic. So yeah, I'm gonna go live in I'm gonna go live in Montana. You know, yeah. as long as I as long as I have you know uh, Tesla's high speed internet, I can work anywhere, right? So I think you're gonna yeah. see more of that. I think that's gonna be interesting to watch develop. I think definitely. I think even where I am in in college, I see that with people saying like people talking about plans for the fall, saying, "Well, I have a friend like a family wedding." next week but I'm just going to go home for the week and I'll just take mm -hmm. all my classes remotely it's really interesting to see how how things are going to change and just what the the new model will be in terms of working so yeah it's been interesting you know my, my you know my daughter is a, a junior at VCU in Richmond and okay. you know she's had you know in, in theory she's had a pretty crappy experience right so um you know but you know she's kind of embraced it in year two, right? This year, mm -hmm. where she's gotten much uh, more comfortable with the online learning. I think it's, yeah. I think some people did or didn't, you know, some people are very tactile learners. And I think that, I think mm -hmm. this, this format was horrible for that group. Right. They either adapted or they struggled. And I think a lot of kids struggled in college that just couldn't make this work. Um, yeah. But this flip of it is they've just learned some very valuable life skills that they're going to need because you know, unfortunately, and I'm not a, I'm not someone that's going to make a bunch of uh, draconian predictions about, you know, global health, but, you know, there's no way we get out of this with no, with a, this is the only virus we're going to deal with. I think, right. I think the cat's out of the bag. I think we're going mm -hmm. to unfortunately be living in a world where we have to be, you know, quicker to react, uh, quicker to yeah. adapt, um, to keep the global economy moving forward. Right. Yeah, uh, definitely. So, Different things will different things will come to get us, and um, mm -hmm. you know you will you in particular at your age has that skill now that a lot of us had to learn. Yeah, it is. It'll be it'll be very interesting to watch for sure um, how things change. Um, diving back in, you talked about three hundred and sixty a lot. Uh, let's talk more about that. Can you just go into depth in the platform and where what do you see in the future for three hundred and sixty in terms of it, it growing? It sounds like a very useful and a helpful tool for people looking to make a Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, 360 is the, is the great grandchild of, you know, two other systems that I've developed mm -hmm. over the last 20 years. So, it, it, you know, it's been built very thoughtfully. 
um, you know, it would, it's built not to just be, you know, binary sourcing. It's, it's built to okay. deliver this very vast and broad vetted, you know, continually monitored supply chain. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're into our next iteration, which is exciting uh, as we look to expand its usage portals, you know, um, you know, from just the peer managed programs that we oversee for these global companies into their into their their tertiary travelers and, and yeah. making it a lot more you know making the ui a lot more you know uh, relevant to that style of travel you know creating yeah. tools and features that deliver the the additional travel uh, items that 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 the, that the global traveler needs in terms of connection points and so we're you know we're i mean i just saw some of the uh wireframes of last week and i mean it's getting it's really going to be a you know a complete kind of you know reissuing of 360 even though it's super functional now the next level is yeah. coming in it you know we'll be out you know this year we'll be we'll, we'll have wow. that product out there you know and, it, and it's just a good you know it's, it's got machine learning built into it it's got but it's also you know and one of the things that i get asked a lot about technology is you know you know how is technology revolutionizing you know right. uh, the experience and i and i'm you know I'm, I'm old school enough to say that technology enhances um yeah. but i think we're still in the hospitality business right this mm -hmm. is still a people business um and you know everything i've built maintains an element of humanity that runs through it you know we are you know 360 mm -hmm. is all about curation you know uh, you know, in terms of curating what is a what is what is a very elongated stay, right? This is not mm -hmm. this is not a two day thing, right? You're, right? you're not using we're not we're not working with these companies delivering two day stays, although we're mm -hmm. capable of it. Um, yeah. We're delivering 30, 60, 90 day, you know, project stays and, and, and mobility stays and all these other, you know, lengths of stay. Um, you know, that's got a that's got a higher emotional connection to it right Definitely. there's a lot there's yeah. a lot yeah there's a lot going on in 30 60 90 days mm -hmm. and you can't just be hands off right and i hear i'll hear some of my contemporaries talk about you know how they you know they made everything hands off and you know mm -hmm. it's like, and, I, and it, to me i just shudder at that you know i've been doing this long enough to understand what the emotional toil of any 30-day stay is and even if you're going yeah. for vacation 30 days is a lot of things to think about. And the last thing you want to think about or worry about is your is where you're staying and, mm -hmm. and host features. So, you know, our, our curation, you know, is always connected to the machine, so to speak. Um, and, there, and it's a hybrid and it, it will always be a hybrid. Um, you know, we do want to deliver obviously a consistency of experience. I, I talk about that umbrella. I always do this yeah. with my hands, <laughs> but you know, we're overlaying 360 on top of at the entire opportunity of global uh, uh, accommodation options there is so so the only so i can't give you a consistent in product experience because it's going to be different in bangladesh it's going to be different yeah. in a 200 year old building in paris it's going to be mm -hmm. different in dubai but what you but but what i can deliver is a consistency of guest experience and guest interaction and that's what 360 yeah. provides a consistency um, that that ensures that all the critical features of a stay are addressed right, right? and those, yeah. and those go back to the basic human needs right like if mm -hmm. the bed if the bed sucks the stay sucks right, <laughs> right? It yes just, definitely it just does 
right? Mm -hmm. So that we we do have some elements of three six to help us to vet that out. You know, if the if the if the wireless, you know, the internet options don't work, that doesn't right. work for everybody anymore, right? Yeah. Um, and and I go as basic as if the hot water doesn't work, right? Add that to your bed conversation. Yeah. Right, because those all those things I know they sound silly, but if you ignore those, I don't care what your tech does. Right. Yeah. No one's gonna no one's gonna be gee whiz by your tech if the basic mm. elements of the stay haven't yeah. been addressed. If they're uncomfortable and, yeah. and continually addressed, you know. And, mm -hmm. and, and like, like we say, you know, people deserve to have comfort where they stay. And, and sure. we make it our mission that our product is always pointing back toward delivering delivering that comfort and that mm -hmm. peace of mind with the stay. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um when you were talking about 360, you kind of talked about how it's different, accommodations different all over the world. Uh, can you talk about the the growth in global demand for your from your clients over the last year? Like, how has that changed, and and what does it mean for the future? Has that changed things at all for you guys, either? Yeah, well, it it has. I mean, I you know, mm -hmm. you look at what we were, you know, and when 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 Reside was, um, you know, when Aboda converted to Reside, and we when when myself and my partners bought Aboda. We had this vision of reside, and it, and it had different paths to it. Um, and, and, and so we weren't exactly sure which path would catch fire the most. We, 360 was here. We had other elements, but you know, it's been fascinating to watch the marketplace, this 360 marketplace, take off. Right. Um, because, and I think it's taken off because it it fundamentally meets the needs of these enterprise clients. And again, I keep using enterprise because that is our focal point. You know, large right. companies that have big global movements mm -hmm. need something in the middle to solve the, all the problems that go with it, right? And, uh, and, and you know, procurement is, is demanding that from a perspective of cost control, you know, uh, you know, uh, legal and risk management's requiring that from just pure command and control. You know, you have a thousand or two thousand people floating around the world. You know, you want to know in a second where they're all at, how to get to them. You can't do that with disparate supply chains. You need an aggregation, you know, tool, a uh, marketplace like like 360 to deliver that. So, so you know, all those, you know, th those are the things that sort of drive, you know, where where 360 is heading. Um, and you know the, the 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 focal point you know going forward with with the tool is to continue to to you know augment and and design this this tool so it stays ahead you know yeah. um, one, one of the comparisons i like to make and i and i uh, um uh it, and it's kind of interesting because i know you know about concur you know the travel management system the, the expense yeah. management system you know if you go back in time you know, concur, before concur, there was spreadsheets. That's how people submitted their expenses. That yeah. was it. And mm -hmm. there's still probably a big part of the world that uses expense, you know, management out of Excel. But concur actually mm -hmm. took took a, another swap at it and said, hey, there's a better way to control um, and deliver. And, and to some extent, 360 is on that mission right now, right? Is delivering, mm -hmm. you know, a tool that helps to control and manage big moving parts. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think that's, that's the, you know, that's the opportunity. And then in terms of patterns, you know, like I said, you know, we doubled our growth in 360 last year, this year, we're looking to double or triple that growth. It's, yeah. it, you know, the only barriers right now are the borders, mm -hmm. you know, 
and let's face it, the Delta variant and the Delta plus yeah. variant, that is mm -hmm. real, right? And, unfortunately, and unfortunately, this, this pent up anti-vaccine group, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know where you fall, I wanna ask you, but that group is, is the other side of the problem, right? Because right. if you think about the global, the global population, those that have gotten vaccinated are contributing to solving a big problem. Those that aren't are waiting for it to go away. This thing isn't going away. And I think we got all those things are conspiring to still kind of uh, slightly manage or slightly uh, depress the opportunity of full global recovery from the okay. business perspective, right? Mm -hmm. So so while, so again, I, I kind of live in two, you know, I live in the world where we're seeing continued growth mm -hmm. while the world is still somewhat stunted. So we're pretty... You know, we're pretty excited about what the future holds for for 360 because we've, we've yeah. you know, during this pandemic, we have gone vertical deeper into some of the more the more prominent verticals that, that make sense, you know, like, you know, uh, television entertainment, right? If you mm -hmm. think about just that one vertical and think about everything you watched streaming over the last year, right? All that. A content, lot, yes. <laughs> yeah, all that content got sucked up. Right. Mm -hmm. So which means it's been watched, which now now it's stale. Um, mm -hmm. So they have to they have to refill it with new content. Well, that new content only gets developed by getting production teams on the ground producing yeah. shows mm -hmm. again. And some of these shows are epic, and they require a tremendous amount of <laughs> assistance to help move yeah. them and help house them. Mm -hmm. And these are things that you know will continue just to excel over ex accelerate over the next couple of years. And you know those that's just one one example of something yeah. kind of new for us that we, we see exceptional growth opportunity in. Yeah, that's really interesting to think about the the crews needing to get housed and stuff. I would never have thought of that before. It will definitely yeah. be interesting. To see. Yeah, I mean, think about like, I mean, even we joke about Yellowstone, right? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot, I mean, think about the complexities of housing, you know, that I crew. Bet. Yeah, right? I they bet. Were all, they're pretty, they weren't all staying at that farm, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. They might have, they might, actually they might have, some of them might have, the actors, but, uh, but no, it doesn't matter. It just, it just go through your list, you know, yeah. of shows. Like I just read, they're getting ready to release, you know, this, I have younger daughters. So Gossip mm -hmm. Girl 2.0 is coming Oh out. yes. I've seen the ads for that. I bet you're excited. Yeah. I, I, I know I am, but um, <laughs> I watched every one of those with my daughters. <laughs> A good one chuck bass chuck bass um, but but no but they filmed that post pandemic right mm -hmm. they had to film in new york you know there was housing yeah. involved with that right uh, so just that's just one show out of thousands so out of so many yeah. yeah really interesting to think about so that's a growth opportunity for you guys but looking forward i guess just to finish it off what what do you see as your greatest opportunities for growth for reside and also maybe greatest challenges as well just moving forward yeah, I mean, I think I've, I've, I've hit them on a little bit. I mean, we got to yeah. get, we, we got to get this world back on track through, you know, and again, it's weird. We live here in the United States where we're, where we're afforded so many liberties and opportunities. And, you know, we, you know, yeah. like, like, you know, I just traveled yesterday out to Seattle and I literally forgot if, because, for, you know, where I live, I haven't seen a mask in a month. Yeah. Right. So I kind of, I, I was on my way to the airport going, oh crap, I, do I have a mask? <laughs> right so what a blessing right now you get mm -hmm. to the airport it's all locked down and that's cool right. but we have you know i mean poor india right and yeah brazil 
there are places in this world there's and there's going to be places in this country you know especially in right. the you know not in the midwest so much as the southwest areas that just you know are going to get hit with this delta variant and i think For people sure. aren't taking it serious so so i think the delta variant and its effect on the global population is going to unfortunately slow down where this is heading yeah. but the path is set right we mm -hmm. have a once in a lifetime vaccine that miraculously uh, and purposely got developed and that is that mm -hmm. has changed the course of the war so to speak but yes. but the adoption is going to is slower than it needs to be and that's going to be a problem um, i think borders are part of that problem mm -hmm. um, i think you know we talked about the, the kind of the housing compression um, that will release okay. in the next you know 18 24 months but i think in the short term it's going to be a challenge and people are going to have to get creative uh, in how they deliver and they're going to have to partner with their clients and really have honest open conversations okay. about hey this isn't my fault um you know per se um but you know here's my solutions and i think that's going to be critical um and and i do think it's fascinating now my company's been blessed um, we have such great employees and we had to do all the things everyone else did. So we had to do mm -hmm. some um, layoffs and things of that nature here in Seattle. Um, but, you know, hiring is is really fascinating. You know, as I've traveled around the country in the last two or three months, you know, to actually see places closed, not because there's not business, but because they can't get employees. Um, yeah. It's my, it's unbelievable. Uh, really, it I mean, restaurants closed. Play, you, just, you go you go somewhere you thought was open they go no we're now closed these three days because we don't have people to work um i think that's a problem um you know it, yeah. it affects everything hotels right so we talk about mm -hmm. hotels and supply chains you know the hotels are all running you know short-staffed right. which means all the basic things that you expect to get done in a hotel are being are being marginalized right and even just yeah. pure um um, pure, um, what am I looking for here? Like just the basics of, of good quality, right. Yeah. Are being, are being, you got to watch how clean those rooms are now. You got to a little, you got to look at things a little different. So I think, mm -hmm. I think that's a challenge. Um, you know, I, but I think, you know, other than, but, but I am a, gl a glass half full guy, I think we'll be mm -hmm. fine. Um, mm -hmm. I think again, the companies that adapted will continue to thrive. I think clients, um, are more open to all sorts of different experiences that relates to travel. I think all those things will conspire to create a really robust, what I would say is going to be the second half of this year um, and then coming into next year. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very optimistic about where the business is heading. Well, that is a great attitude to have and it, it will be interesting to, to see what unfolds in that next half of the year. So. Thank you so much for being here with us today. This has been wonderful. Loved hearing all your insights on the industry. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Sarah. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Service Department News Podcast. If you'd like to keep up to date with all the latest industry news, head over to servicedepartmentnews.com and sign up to our twice-weekly newsletter. Service Department News is part of the International Hospitality Media Portfolio. 